Hello, and welcome to the Anniversary Brothers podcast, where we talk about the anniversaries of your favorite TV shows and movies. I'm your host, Aaron Sarnecki, and joining me is the Brian Dunkelman to my Ryan Seacrest, Josh Sarnecki. Does that mean I'm going to quit after this? Yeah, it might. <laughs> so uh, if anybody caught that cue, we are talking about American Idol for its 20th anniversary. And um, this is notable, as I was just telling Josh, this is, as far as I can remember, the first reality show that we've talked about, reality show slash competition. Yeah, it's as far as I can remember. Yeah. And let's count Batman as reality show. Right, yeah. Adam West Batman is very true to reality. <laughs> Yeah, so this is going to be a little different. Yeah, this is going to be, yeah, I was saying to him, you know, you know, the plot, you know, the season arcs. No, not, not so much. Yeah. Won't get into voice acting this time. I mean, we'll get into the, the voices. Voices, that definitely. So, Josh, um, what do you remember as far as watching American Idol goes? Okay, you probably going to have to correct me on some of this, but as far as I can remember, we didn't really watch it uh, until maybe like the third season or so, um, which is when I think our, um, our mom and our grandma got into it. Um, so definitely did not watch any of the, the earlier stuff, or if we did, it was like very sporadically. Um, does that sound right to you yeah that's actually very accurate so our mom and grandma might have watched a little bit of season two because i think they talked about how much they wanted clay aiken to win when he didn't because mm. he came in second um but as like a family we started watching in season three and we're pretty consistent until somewhere season six we kind of dropped off as we entered high school we were aware of some of the contestants, um, but I definitely did not watch the season finale of that. Yeah. Yeah, we... <laughs> so, so definitely season five, three through five were definitely the, the core seasons for us in terms of us watching. Yes. Which, you know, I, I don't want to say that was the height of his popularity, but it may have been i mean it's still going on now and as we'll get into it it was on fox for years before moving to abc right yeah i i knew obviously this was the 20th anniversary because um we're recording this podcast but i didn't realize that they also had made 20 seasons um which surprised me because i knew it was off the air for like at least two years Oh, oh, so there are 26. That's a little confusing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that, that math adds up. I guess they must have doubled it at some point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I remember being a, a pretty, I mean, we would have been, what, 2004, so we would have been like 12 or something. Mm-hmm. So I remember being into it and enjoying it i remember being really upset when my favorite contestant got voted off oh who was your favorite contestant 
I don't really remember. It was very like sort of childish. Uh, I just remember when he did his audition, uh, Simon said that he looked like a pen salesman. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, I'm like, yeah, I like this guy. So I'm going to root for him. And then I remember being really, really upset when he got voted off. Can't say I remember any pen salesman. He, a, I forget what his name was. He did sort of an Elvis impersonation. Okay. That sounds vaguely familiar now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we we were, you know, into it enough. Like, we <laughs> never cared enough to, like, actually vote. Oh, well, no. I mean, of course, we didn't have cell phones. Our parents would not have allowed us to use the home phone to vote. <laughs> I think they may have. or Though, I, some of it, I think... I think you're actually supposed to text. I think you could call in or text in. Um, so, you know, definitely our dad would not have been like, hey, yeah, you can use my cell phone to text in through American Idol. Yeah, it, I think it was dialing in at first. Dialing, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, it probably wasn't texting in as first as evidence to that giant phone that Ryan Seacrest holds oh, up gosh. in the beginning. Somewhere between the classic brick phone and a, a flip phone right it i wasn't sure if that was meant to be a gag yeah or if that was just like <laughs> right because later like. they show somebody using a flip phone yeah it's like look at this it looks like a walkie-talkie out of an old war movie <laughs> yeah yeah that was strange um but yeah so we, we didn't watch it too too long in its run and definitely not long enough to like get to its uh its series finale or its first series finale uh -huh. when it ended on Fox in 2016. Right. And I don't think we got to when they start adding judges. Uh, no. I mean, they, they had like guest judges. Every yeah, now guest and judges. Then. But there was at one point they added someone, I forget her name. She was their fourth judge for a couple seasons. Yeah. So, yeah, they um, had, oh my goodness, Cara Diaguardi. Okay. Is her name? I don't know. Okay. She was on for two seasons. Um, the, the most surprising thing that I was reading, and I totally forgot about, is that Ellen was a judge? Yeah, for her one season after Paul Abdul left, they, <sighs> they got Ellen. I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. There was, after like the um the three initial judges left it has been a lot of like change up every season or two yeah there's been rarely a consistent uh well except now since now the revival. Right, yeah it's lionel richie katie perry and luke bryan yes yeah but between the you know the end of the original yeah. trio of simon cal paul abdul and randy jackson there was a lot of right uh, movement right and Seeing Keith Urban, Jennifer Lopez, Henry Connick Jr. I don't even know Jennifer Lopez was a judge. Steven Tyler. Okay, that I remember that. Uh, Mariah Carey for a season. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, I had a lot of famous people. They they did pretty well, like getting big names, um, which is kind of strange because at first, I mean, Paul Abdul was by far the biggest name. I mean, yeah, in terms of like an actual artist, I mean, yeah. um, 
Randy Jackson was more of like a backup drummer for Journey than like their main guy. And then Simon Cowell is a producer, so he was known in the UK for Pop Idol. Right. So they didn't really go for star power all that much until like they started having to replace judges. Right. But yeah, I guess getting into that. So uh, the first episode aired on June 11th, 2002. So, uh, one day after we recording 20 years ago or before i should say mm-hmm. uh and they obviously they have to explain to everybody what this competition is about so they explain hey there was this uk competition called pop idol where you know people go and they sing and somebody is chosen to be the idol and they get a record deal yep and and of course this is not the first like competition show that ever been out there There there's like star search and stuff like that right yeah it the 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 stuff that was more i guess fresh about it was that i don't know maybe the the call in voting or just like look you see the audition process in the very beginning but you don't actually yeah right (laughs) right um so they just go across like it was like six cities um like new york la a few in the south Mm -hmm. and uh they have all these auditions um for people you know they usually sing a song um usually they don't make them sing the whole song uh and they are judged i was a little confused so did it have to be unanimous or was it two out of three? I believe it was two out of three. I could be wrong about that. Right. I would have just imagined because sometimes Simon would be like, I don't think this person's going to make it. I mean, I'm sure you have lots of things to say about Simon. I, I have many thoughts. <laughs> many thoughts. Um, but yeah, I, I think they just needed two out of three. I don't think it had to be unanimous. Right. Right. Uh, so... I guess before we, I, well, I, I feel like you can't talk about the auditions without actually getting into the judges. So we mentioned all the judges. So Randy Jackson, uh, former drummer, I think he was also a, a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Abdul, uh, singer, choreographer, then Simon dancer, Ka- dancer uh, Simon Cowell, uh, producer, uh, one of the judges on Pop Idol um so i I, if we're going i guess in order i always was suspicious that they were like yeah randy just say dog all the time (laughs) but just like i i somehow doubt he says dog as much as they made him say dog i i don't know maybe maybe just kind of playing up i i the only thing that him complaining about everybody and be like, oh no, I was a little pitchy. <laughs> he would say that constantly when somebody yeah. would sing a song. He said, like, he 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 was very much about like, are you hitting the right notes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I felt like he was a a good um I don't know, like a middle ground between right. Paula right. Bill and Simon. Like he he generally could be funny and nice, but he also was not one to hold back his punches always right right yeah and then like you said paula abdul 
like this show has been parodied to oblivion Mm. so paula abdul was known as being the nice one so i remember they did some sort of it's like fairly odd parents did like fairy idol and they just had whoever was supposed to be her just like kept complimenting everybody's like you're just so great i'm so proud of you Mm. (laughs) but she she wasn't exactly like that but she was definitely kinder for the most part yes yeah i i mean still critical and still you know I think not, you know, totally willing to sugarcoat things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely kinder. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Simon is obviously known for being the sort of terror of the judges where he's like, if you are bad, I'm going to tell you you're bad. I'm going to say things like how many, if you had singing lessons, you know, cause you should sue your singing coach. Yeah. I think at one point he said, like, you don't have, like, a single, like, strand of talent in you. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess we should dive right into that. I have a feeling that that made you very angry. Uh, I, I, as I told you beforehand, like, I, I didn't get to watch the entire first episode. Part of that was time, but the bigger part was just the danger of throwing my phone out the window i was gonna say i i I almost texted you i said don't throw your phone (laughs) (laughs) so uh i know we just like even now we we said some like some nicer things about paul abdul and ray jackson i still feel like they are uh complicit totally complicit um because this this is not this is not a singing competition Right. This is nationally televised bullying. Right. Yeah, this is like humiliation, putting people in like the whatever. I don't know. What, you know the thing they, they put the people their head in and then they lock it. Oh, like the stockade. Yeah, the stockade. Is that what that is? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, like just almost, you know, throwing tomatoes and and raw vegetables at people yeah um no it's it's brutal and it's so it's so mean-spirited oh yeah yeah like there is like this idea like oh look like we're trying to like get like the most talented people and give them a deal it's like no you are trying to make fun of people who are being vulnerable by coming to you and then ripping them to shreds Mm -hmm. and then trying to make fun of them even more for their reactions right right yeah there there was definitely like one where they kept getting the one contestant's name wrong and it was just like i was just like that's so disrespectful that that pissed me off he's like yes like that that contestant like she she was like you know kind of fighting back and she was kind of being um you know, she, she she wasn't afraid to spar with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the same time, like like at least you know pronounce the woman's name right. Like, geez, like yeah. don't like go in here and just talk to Hunter like that. Like that's right. awful. Yeah. Um. And and so I, some of this is based off suspicion. Some of this is just based off what I've heard. So they say that there are these three judges, but people are screened. I 
like before this because they're going through thousands of people you can't really expect all of them to go before the three judges so um i don't know how much it's been confirmed but definitely the ones that they think have a chance they let through so they can go to the judges but then also the ones they think are going to humiliate themselves, they, you know, essentially trick yes. into going forward because they said, this will be good. This will be juicy. Yeah. No. So they may get up to like, I mean, 10,000 or more people in each city, and then they have to go through three sets of cuts. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Before they can actually um, make it to the 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 judges that are screened so yeah right and i'm assuming that's still true now yeah uh, but and i don't think american idol has ever been very open about it right so but no to to your point that is a very intentional process then of we're going to i'd go so far as to say gaslight these people into thinking they're very talented singers just so that they become punching bags like right it's I don't know. I find it despicable. To be right. But, it, but also at the same time, um, it's, it's also a little bit manipulative in like when people are like so surprised that, oh, this person's such a great talent. Well, yeah, they went through how many cuts? Like, right. Right. It's not like they just like walked them off the street. They had to go through this process to get to this point. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's definitely a, a lot of stuff going on behind the curtain that they don't for for all of the like the first episodes attempts to say like here we're going to show you everything that's going on right <laughs> in reality no they're not right um, um and the other thing and and i don't know if i'm getting too far ahead of myself with this with okay because uh, but something else that really annoyed me in this this first premiere episode um was that there seemed to be this this unspoken or i mean essentially it was spoken at times rule that no this isn't just a singing competition this is also a beauty contest oh yeah definitely um and it's very ironic later because either on like the british x factor or british britain got talent they um the singer uh, susan boyle i don't know if you remember her yeah, yeah. She, you know saying i dream a dream from Lady Miz became a huge you know hit and sort of disproved that you had to be this beauty along with being a great talent right because in the in the first and episode, simon was there for yeah. both of those right because in this first episode like the first like two or three people they let through are all like young women in their mid twenties who are traditionally beautiful or conventionally right. beautiful. And it's like, well, of course, I mean, and they can also sing, right. but still. And then I think the, the first one they, they let through after that is a woman who is you know, not quite as thin, not quite as conventionally um, beautiful. And Randy has to like go up to bat for her to like convince the other judges to let her through right. because both Paula and Simon are like, I don't know if she's pretty enough. It's like, what? This is a singing competition. What right. are you talking about? Right. Um, you see, I can see sort of the side of that is that they're like, like, this is how the industry works. But and you, but like, 
you're not going to change the industry if you don't push back against that. Right. And I guess that wasn't their intent. No. And uh, what do you think also the fact that, so how young could, was it 16 or 15? How young? 15. That's really young. Like I thought, I honestly thought it was 16. That's, that's really young to like, uh, I mean, I, I'd understand like with like, some people like they have to develop their like i guess career and stuff like that but but definitely like these are very emotional teenagers a lot of these people and to say all these things to them was yeah i mean i i don't think no matter how old anybody would be like some of these things was a cut 30 was it um i had it let me see if i can find it again um I know 15 was the the minimum the, age. The minimum, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is odd because I, at least from what I remember and what I saw, like there wasn't like a, um, yeah. So the eligibility range was 15 to 28. Oh, 28. Wow. Um, That's pretty, like, pretty young. So, and actually originally it was, um 16 to 24 in the first three seasons but over time they adjusted it i think they could probably should have kept it at 16 i don't know why 20 24 is like although you know 25 and up you're gonna miss uh yeah like it it seems pretty arbitrary well i i don't think i mean i understand like they want to get somebody early in their career no i mean but I can also see, but like, if they have a great voice, it really shouldn't matter. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if this whole idea is like, I mean, I understand if you don't want like to, you want to have this big career deal with somebody, if somebody's 70 or something, you don't want to give them a contract, but. Yeah. But if, if you're trying to present this as a, like an open competition, like for any, you know, American to come in and, Mm-hmm. perform and and you know have this opportunity to like shrink it to such a small subset i don't think is fair because i mean there are plenty of you know artists and musicians who are um older than that or maybe mm-hmm. even gotten their start older than that right um is it still like that is that still what the yeah the 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 range is is currently 15 to 28 okay yeah so it's expanded I, I... but um I, I do, I will say though that, well, then it's not necessarily issue. I, I don't know if they have an upper limit on how many contestants they can have for each city. Um, that I typically they get like 10,000. Yeah, it can, it can be more than 10,000. Um, but typically they only send like 10 to 60 people um from each city forward to the I know, next it's like stage. 10, uh, they're like yeah they were saying like yeah we sent 15 people we saw 10,000 like you serious yeah but the, and that's where that screening process goes into right right because yeah like they're really looking for the top people yeah or the not top people so they can make fun of them well i mean they're looking for the top people to actually put through right right I mean, they, as far as I know, 
as opposed to, I mean, some people are saying like, you know what, they shouldn't have had this person make it this far, which sometimes I might agree with. But like, usually I, I never remember a situation where somebody was like that bad and they were just like, you know, we'll put you through. Sometimes they did kind of pity people if like they had a lot of personality or something. Yeah, but I don't know. Like there's, I don't know. There's so it's much just, like playing for the camera. Yeah. Um so yeah it's definitely. like and also that pisses me off he's like oh now we're gonna show kindness and compassion beforehand oh, right. we didn't were, care they were very like one second they'd be ripping one person to shreds and then the next person would be like you know what we're gonna be nice to you right because it's not even like just you know ripping people but like just laughing just like right. like someone starts singing and they just start laughing immediately it's like right that's just right terrible right um talking so did you see any of the stuff i sent to you from the new seasons yes i did was, watch was a it of that. was it notable some of the differences um i mean considering i only watched you know a, a, like clips out of yeah. context i'm not sure i think as far as I could tell, it seemed like the the latest set of judges were maybe a little bit kinder. Oh yeah, um, I mean, I, I watched more than you did, and they definitely are a lot nicer. They are more respectful. I think, based on a lot of the clips that I watched, they show a lot fewer of the bad ones. They don't let them mm -hmm. most of them get through. Um, it was weird for me to see like and I don't know if this is just something that they change roles around over time but in that first episode we watched it was all just like acapella yeah. and then in the more recent seasons like people are coming up with different instruments with like right. their own like uh, pre-recorded music it's like mm -hmm. this is strange yeah oh yeah it was, a, it was a little strange but like they definitely and this is I don't know if they're recording it before or after. They really tried to get you to know who the contestants are. They kind of did that in the old series on Fox, but they actually like go into their home and film them and their family. Mm. You know, it's more kind of like your traditional reality show. And then they very much are more trying to you know find inspirational stories which was yeah. not as big a thing in the original so they're like you know this guy you know got hit by a car and something like now he's he's there or this person's like a single parent or mm -hmm. you know this person wrote this song about like police brutality and stuff like that like all this like different stuff that you would never have seen in the other show no no um the only I'm, thing you may have seen, and, and this was another thing I noticed in the, the more recent clips, is that if, if you try to kind of go uh, a little bit outlandish, that, that may get you a, a greater uh, chance of being in front of the judges. Like right. if you dress up or if you right. bring something or someone. Right. So um, definitely in like the, like the funniest clips thing I showed you, they instead of being so venomous they sort of more humored the people yeah which again you can you know either say well they shouldn't even got there to begin with 
Yeah. Uh, uh, but it, it, but it is different. You know, I saw a lot of comments to be like, I love how like respectful the judges are compared to before, mm-hmm. which is, it's just, part of me is like, I don't want to see like, obviously people fail, but like, I also like, you gotta be careful with that. And that's just my personal, personal preference because it becomes a little too saccharine if you just like, oh, oh. every every contestant's an inspirational story. Yeah. It's just like, I, I know that you're a big fan of the great British baking show and you yes. like how everybody's super supportive of that. And that's just not the kind of stuff that I really go for. But if mm. you're a person who likes a more kind and supportive environment, you probably would like the more you know, nice American Idol compared to the original. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that is a huge comparison that was in my mind the whole time. Um, because there is such a cutthroat nature of this, like, uh, and also, I don't know, like, the, the, <laughs> there's so much, it, once again, just from what I was viewing in this first episode, um, like a combination of the judges being jerks and then some contestants who admittedly are not the most talented, but then are like almost delusional with how much talent they have or right. like narcissistic. Right. And so it's like, I, this is just like showing me the worst sides of everyone. And then right. just occasionally someone who has right. talents, like I much rather see British Bake Off where <laughs> the people actually seem genuinely nice and they actually care about one another and, and are you not, can learn recipes and stuff. Yeah. And, and they're not trying <laughs> to like, um, you know, none of them have like these ridiculously inflated egos or are trying to like, you know, sabotage other people. It's like, no, they actually want to, to, to win. They want to move forward, but they're also, doing it to just, you know, support one another. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, that, that, yeah. well, that also shows in that, you know, in a in British Bake Off, like there's not even like a financial uh, like reward. You just get like a trophy and bragging rights. Oh, wow. That, that's, that is interesting. Um, it's funny also you said like they don't try to sabotage people because there's this new show, I think it's on TBS called Rat in the Kitchen where there is one secret saboteur in the kitchen trying to mess up everybody else's dishes. TV executives have too much time on their hands. It's creative, at least. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's yeah. no cube, you know, was it Dwayne Wade's The Cube? I know you really like that. I only watched like <laughs> two episodes of that. Oh, so you watched more than one. Okay. It was entertaining. It was. Um, I, I will say that for this it 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 is one testament to it that there have been such an influx or growth of singing competitions since then oh absolutely um with two degree like uh like america's got talent it has a lot of singers um the voice is built on that right so i mean it did once again, it's, it wasn't like the first of its kind, like you said, Star Search came before this, mm-hmm. but it did, I think, rejuvenate the, yeah. the reality singing competition mm-hmm. genre. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard to overstate how colossal of a hit American Idol was. Right. Or, oh, and, yeah. and to some degree still is. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned like them 
kind of making a parody of it in um in fairly odd parents like so many shows did they that did, there was a whole far far away idol on the shrek 2 dvd with oh, simon yeah. cowell yeah i forgot about that yeah so i mean it, it left a huge you know right. cultural I mean, footprint yeah i mean this i don't know if there's a show that encapsulates the 2000s better than american idol yeah speaking of encapsulating the 2000s the intro with their like cgi opening yeah is terrible great. it's great it looks awful it, this was 2002 give them a break no excuses it if looked they... better on if you're watching on a standard definition tv it looked great if they could make you know uh the bad guy from terminator 2 look so good oh no sure yeah they have that kind of budget hey that was 10 that was more than 10 years ahead of this no excuses no excuses josh expects everybody to have movie level budget for effects. yes yes i do um but no it 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 does feel very much like a time capsule um not just in in yeah like what they put money towards but also just the styles like as soon as they come up and like you see like ryan seacrest and brian dunk man um you know they're just like the frosted tips i not quite but it's close he has a spiky hair yeah like you just see them it's like oh man they look like and like all the girls are wearing like jeans and crop tops and stuff like that yeah it's also it's also strange hmm. though not strange but it's funny that like i don't know if you got to the part where i think it was the second city they were like like yeah everybody has piercings here it's so weird it's like that's so commonplace now i know i saw that like what is is this like are you trying to make a joke about it like what is what is the point of this right i just i guess 2002 wasn't this column yeah yeah there were weird things like that it's like okay we're going to try to paint this city as like oh yes seattle it is the city of piercings and coffee it's like way too well the coffee part might be right i know but just like it it seems like we we don't have time to show you everything so we're just going to like generally make a general we're gonna make like show you three people that's what the whole city's like right yeah um so speaking of cities as we get into like contestants um apparently like the first five winners were all from the south which people was like saying some reason there's like this bias for the south oh Um, so kelly clarkson was is from texas Yes. So you watched her her uh, audition, which wasn't actually on the first episode. It was on like this American Idol rewind that I guess anything that they didn't include, they included there. Yeah, I was surprised it wasn't included because not only does she give like a great performance in it, but it's also like a very funny interaction with her and the judges. Right, she like she talks to them and then at one point the like randy gets up and he starts singing and she judges him yeah and, and, but like immediately like her she's just so bubbly and and stuff like that yeah yeah i mean she it, says cool beans and score <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was one of the cases where not only did her her voice shine but so did her personality and i think that is 
for better or worse, another part of this is that it's also some kind of a, not just a talent competition, but also like a popularity contest. Right. Um, so they did on the first episode show, I want to get his name right. Was it Justin Garini? Is that his name? Uh, yes. Something like that. Yeah. So they did show him. He had, he had a good audition, but then didn't really have any theatrical nature to it. Right. Um, he was the runner up. He was the runner year. up. And then, so I mean, getting into the rest of the show, the, um, like the second, you know, usually they would have, it was two nights a week and it kind of alternated, I think, once they got to the top 30. Um, the second episode, like they, they got them to do like all these songs they had to practice and remember mm-hmm. uh, and they had to whittle it down to 30. And they always use the same songs for like each season. I can't tell you how many times I remember them saying sugar pie, honey bun. You remember that? Oh, I forgot they used they, that. They, yeah. they all, you, like all these songs from like the 60s. You're like, what are they doing? Why are they choosing these songs? They're great songs. Classics. Uh, and then, so the judges, I believe, had still had a say. They, they had to make the cuts. And yes. then going into the top 30, it was now America decided. Mm-hmm. And which, later they added different kind of tools to like have the judges give have more power or to have audience like save people who were right, at risk. Right. They would have a sort of wild card round. I remember by the third season they had that. Because I remember my favorite contestant had to get into the top 12 or 10 through the wild card round. Mm-hmm. Uh I, and this is sort of where, again, it gets into a little bit of the flawed nature of any of these types of shows where you have people call in, is that it is a popularity contest. And in some ways that's good because you're like, well, we want people, who does America want to listen to on the radio? But at mm. the same time, it doesn't necessarily get you the best singer. Yeah. So like I said before, a lot of people really wanted Clay Eakin to win Ruben Stuttered won that year. It was only by like so many thousands of votes. Um, and uh, it's just like, yeah, sometimes I remember like Taylor Hicks won, I think the fifth season, he beat yes. Catherine McPhee. And I think like yes. she was, she was better than he, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, just another instance of, you know, voting getting messed up by the Electoral College. Right. <laughs> well, is it? Because it seems like a popular vote to me. I don't know. There, There's some... Uh, Apparently, like, there was some, yeah. like, texting scandals or, like, so-and-so yeah. gamed the system or whatever. Right. There are some campaigns to inflate numbers. And I, as far as I know, there's no set way of, like, giving one vote for one person. Mm-hmm. So right. I think you could vote multiple times technically. So mm-hmm. that's I think unfair. Yeah, um, yeah, that that is a little strange. But um... yeah, I this it and that's kind of the frustrating is like not the best person didn't always win. Which I mean, to a degree, it's subjective. Um, 
but still there's there's a sense of like well why go through this competition if the best person's not going to win right mm-hmm. but i guess it's like sports like why go through you know playing an entire season of football if the best team is just going to lose in the you know the nfc or afc championship yeah pain manning's just gonna keep losing in the playoffs yeah uh, pain manning it's okay he's got a he's doing just fine he's doing right. just fine right but uh it does remind me though i don't know if i'm completely right on this but for dancing with the stars the first season the whole season people voted but then the last week it was the judges who decided the winner does that sound familiar to you uh maybe I've so that's my recollection more. that's what happened and everyone was saying why are you going to change the rules in the last week and then what happened is they did a rematch with america voting mm. and then the it ended up being a different winner yeah see i i have such mixed feelings about the idea of like letting america vote for these people things. don't know what they want at least, you know, Steve Jobs said, you, you have to show it to him. Well, I, I think it, it, it's hard because some of it is a popularity contest. Some of it is a vocal contest. And, you know, a lot of us, I, including myself, do not necessarily have, like, the, the most insight into what good singing sounds like versus just okay singing versus amazing singing. Yeah. Um, so that's going to affect it. And then... Yeah, how much of it is just popularity, how people are presenting, how much of it is beauty contest. Like there's all these factors going in and then you can vote more times, you can vote more than once. So there's just like all these different factors in place. So it's it's not really a democratic system, even though it's presented as one. Right, it's like semi-quasi-democratic. Yeah. Democratic, yeah. Yeah, and also it's like, once again, it's not, and this is maybe you know, my own personal bias speaking, but like, I think these competitions should be based solely on the one talent you're trying to measure, not on these other factors, which is why I like British Bake Off, because it's seeing who is the best baker, who can bake things the best. It's not like who is like the best baker, but also has the prettiest eyes. So it's not like who is the best baker, but can also juggle in their spare time. No, it's like, no, we just want baking. And this is too many factors for me. Right. Um, I know, but also just like the whole competition part in general, some people have been like critical of this, like, like it paints, like, this is not how the music industry works. It's not like you have to pay your dues. Like it's sort of like an instant gratification. No. Like it's something like, ironically, like Elton John was like a mentor or a guest judge one time but he's like you have to pay your dues you have to like sing at the small clubs mm-hmm. right so this rise to stardom is not very accurate right and just like anybody who's on american idol it's sort of like i would imagine it's kind of a crash and burn for most people like even people get into the top 12 or whatever how many of them get record deals are actually i think if you make the top 12 you're at least given a chance but like you get the top 30 like it's like, oh, well, it was an amazing experience, but we'll never make it now. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess that speaks to like the, um, 
the idea that like, you know, there's plenty of good stickers out there, but there's only a few like phenomenal, but I don't know, even that it seems such like a, in some ways like a artifact of a bygone era. Now that like, if someone wants to be a musician or be an artist, they don't need to go through a record label. They can just kind of do it themselves in their basement right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just then like, you know, post it on Spotify. Right. Oh, I am reading this one thing that I forgot to mention. So I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the unfortunate incidents with the contestant William Hung. Do you remember him? I had been meaning to bring that up. Right. Uh, so yeah. uh, I believe, uh, let me get it right. So Hong Kong born American. He went on and sang uh, Ricky Martin's She Bangs. Um, and basically it just became this whole sort of lampoon of like, look, this guy is, you know, can't sing in, you know, a proper uh, English accent, you know, look, he's, you know, got buck teeth and stuff like that. This just seemed very racist. Yes. Yes. It, it encapsulates everything that is wrong about this show at its very worst. Because yes, not only is it, you know, mocking someone not only is it you know cruel but it is also incredibly like racist and just awfully like like just feeding into like stereotypes and just once again like going back to the idea like boy and like then later trying to like bring him into the joke it's like no see he's laughing with us we're gonna bring him back and have him perform like later on at like the final it's like haha isn't that great it's like no you are setting him up just to make fun of him like you are not his friend you are just assholes that's all you are oh, okay we might have to get an e e on this sorry that just really bothers me with like that that is you know maybe the most extreme case of um you know them really just mistreating someone but i think it is you know important to call it out for what it is because yeah it is racist it is disgusting and they should be ashamed there's no place for television for that yeah. no place on television for that sorry i know i kind of went on a rant right no i mean that's it's all true i mean and uh they kind of have to and you know unfortunately for as, as as much as you know american idol is trying to improve itself like that's part of its history it can't erase it right yeah and it's you know i i think it seems like they've made efforts to improve on that like to try to make it more uh good-natured and not try to um make it as much of a an effort to like punch down and, and just kind of like um really just use people as you know, punching bags. Um, so I, I appreciate that they've made efforts to improve upon it, it seems. Um, but it's it's still, you know, I, I don't know if that if that's another thing that makes it kind of a, um, you know, once again, like a product of its time and that now, you know, you wouldn't be able to get away with that. Like, you know, there'd be like so much immediate backlash. Like if they did that to a contestant in a competition nowadays like mm-hmm. i fox would immediately be like you know hit by all these like lawsuits and scandals and everything yeah. um 
which you know Fox is used to at this point. But still, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, and part of me is just like again, as, as much as I've made improvements, I'm just the kind of person who doesn't really value reality television all that much. Like nine times out of ten, like a scripted show is better in my opinion i think most of it is garbage i mean a lot of people have said it before i, yeah. I think once in a while you get a show that i mean i guess like the british bake-off is you know a quality show but i think most of it is just noise as opposed to signal or music or whatever you call it yeah well and i and and this once yeah this is also not like a new criticism but the idea of it being reality television i feel like is such a misnomer because there is such a like a curated view of the contestants and the judges in the situations like you are not getting the full context of things and you don't know what kind of direction people are getting or what's being edited out like mm -hmm. this is well, i mean that goes pretty much anything that is not scripted i mean i still think that some of those irate contestants were scripted. I don't know if it's ever been confirmed that they were actors. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it, especially for, for this, like if you're trying to present yourself as like, we are like the, the uncensored, anyone can do this. This is exactly what we're, we're going to show you everything. We're not going to hide any of the, you know, we're going to show you how they make the sausage. It's all here. Um, but then in reality, it's like, no, you're, you're, you're not. Well, I feel like that's just disingenuous because you really can't do that on TV anyway, because there's just too much. You no. have to cut it at some point. Right. There's just too many hours. Right. And you so then fit into a 22 or however many 44 episode season. Right. And so then you end up just getting montages of like them making fun of people or not even making fun. Just like, here, look at all these people who are not very good or look at here, these people who are pretty good. And so like, there's just not enough time. Um, so yeah, it's, it is definitely like, there's constraints where they have to like mm -hmm. go through and make these edits and, and kind of make these selections. But I feel like it is, like you said, disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I don't assume you've watched any of the other singing shows that this inspired, like The Voice. Um, no, I know a few people who are into The Voice, but I can't say I've ever really watched any of it. I would hope with the song being called The Voice, The Voice is the most important thing. I think so, because in, if, if our listeners know differently, please correct me. Um, but I, I think the whole point of that is that the judges are initially faced away from the the contestants so they don't see what they look like oh. so they can only um you know vote to like um you know promote them or to to like give them a a green light based off of how they sound oh interesting at least initially and once again i could be totally wrong on that but i've I'm, never heard that but yeah i know they've got moving chairs their chairs do move the chairs do and move. they have to press a button to make the chair they, and they also they have like teams it's a little weird yeah yeah and there's yeah like it's the judges are also like mentors they have a that. slime button you know if only <laughs> if only you know i think every rally show should have a slime button mm -hmm. you know this is no slime time live mm -hmm. you know there's no uh was it pick boy pick boy <laughs> yeah 
or this is no double dare or no legends of hidden temple no that's a reality show very real so josh uh i mean do you remember any memorable performances um performances there there were a few that i i somewhat remember like i think for me it's it's interesting looking back at this and um thinking of like some of the people that were really good and they just did not make it to the end so um one of like the most um famous or successful singers who didn't even get it to the finals like jennifer hudson yeah um was always like a really um you know clearly talented person um others come to mind um like uh, Chris Daughtry, um, but I feel like he's kind of like in the same vein as Nickelback, so maybe people make fun of it this point, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, but then you do have like the the clear winners like Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood, where it's like, okay, the show set out to find the best singer and to get someone who could actually be a right. star, and they did it. Like these are clearly, you know, both Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood have gone on to have, you know, fantastic careers continuing careers mm-hmm. you know they branch out into other areas uh, with like hosting uh you know their own uh, kelly clarkson having her own uh, show um carrie underwood you know performing on uh sunday night football <laughs> like yeah like they this that is showing that yes sometimes mm-hmm. they've able to get there right but like, their their contracts are really really strict mm-hmm. like people have said like it's only after you get out of that initial contract that you, I think actually one of Kelly Clarkson's songs is break away. You break away from that contract. <laughs> yes. But, but to that point, I don't know, just like I'm once again, I, and we only watched this for a few seasons. Yeah. But like looking through the list of winners, how many like, have you like heard of since I, yeah, I haven't heard of any of those. Like the only ones like, so I, I'm familiar with uh, Jordan Sparks may have been like one of the last seasons we watched when she won. That was season six. I, yeah. There's one song, it's like called No Air or something. Yeah. Um, I remember that song because that was on the radio when we were going to school constantly. It was always on the bus. Um, then uh, Adam Lampert a few years Did later, he, he was second place. You see, a lot of times the second place winner was actually better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, I don't recognize these names and I'm pretty sure some of these are made up. Like, <laughs> I don't believe there's a person whose name is actually Philip Phillips. That just sounds like a joke. Wait, that somebody named Philip Phillips one? Philip Phillips. Yeah. Okay. That just sounds like, you know, a joke name. I don't believe yeah. it. <laughs> right. It's like looking at somebody's ID. Uh, about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... I remember there was this one guy. Um, um, he he sang. It was either Bohemian Rhapsody or Kiss from a Rose, like acapella. It was like in the third mm-hmm. season. Yeah, and like that was a huge deal at the time. Like, oh my gosh, he's gonna sing the whole song acapella. Mm-hmm. And then, like everybody is like, you know, what? I'm gonna sing my next song acapella. Yeah. <laughs> And it became a thing that like everyone would do at least once a season. Yeah. Also, I, I want to just uh, quickly provide a apology to Philip Phillips, who is indeed a real person. Um, 
and who seems like he's done some some good things. So I, I apologize to any fans of uh, Philip Phillips listening. Okay. Uh, just Josh Sarnecki, that sounds like a fake name. You know, uh, it might be. It might be. But no, I think, yeah, that 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 one acapella of Bohemian Rhapsody does stand out to me. I, I can't remember who performed it, though. I think it was like some, I don't remember his name exactly. Uh, he was like in the top six or something. Some Bo Bice? No, he had a similar, he was had a rock kind of voice. It was, I believe it was season three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it was like Michael something. Like Castanetas or something like that. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. I have no idea. Um, now it just once again, it's. I I hope that some of those people that didn't make it all the way to the end, like, still did get success. And uh-huh. I don't know, just competitions are weird. Sometimes I think we put too much emphasis on competitions, and it's just like a product of capitalist society that we need to like tear down. Oh, Josh getting out his you know copy of the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> no, but like I I do. I, I generally don't like competitions um, because I do feel like they bring out the worst in people a lot of times. Right. So. Almost right. I mean, and definitely it actually came before this show, but you, you look at like how terrible some of the, the people were on shows like Survivor or Big Brother. Yeah. Where like right. in one point it's like, well, they're trying to win. So like you can understand that. But like they're also like really terrible to each other. The show right. just encourages bad behavior. Right. Like it, at some point it's just a televised version of Lord of the Flies. And it's like, is that really what we need right now? Mm-hmm. Um and then also, yeah, like what 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 message is this sending? Like, what is the point of this? Like mm-hmm. is it once again, is it like mean-spirited laughing at people is it actually trying to find someone who's talented and that people can get behind like what what is the actual aim of this and yeah and going back to like the bring out the, the worst in people it's like i don't know it just doesn't seem like the kind of thing that we we, we need then or now like, I, you know, not that everything has to be cheerful. I, you know, I, I, but... I like to think that so that British baking show that we're just going to keep talking about because Josh loves it so much encapsulates the best of Britain and Simon Cowell encapsulates the worst of Britain. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to make enough reference to it until that's the next thing we podcast on. Uh, uh, I don't <laughs> know about that. No, I, yeah, I just have such a hard time just seeing this show and and finding it as something that if like if you want to watch a uh, competition you'll watch the packers lose (laughs) (laughs) thanks thanks but no i I just don't think we need this kind of show like i i think it's old-fashioned we don't need in this day and age where anybody can upload a video themselves and become a star i think that's what justin bieber did yeah yeah just got discovered by usher yeah yeah or i don't know there's other examples of like you know speaking to like the 
like the democratic process of like becoming famous for these kind of things. Like, like, yeah, now that people can just post things on YouTube or Spotify or wherever, you know, there is a greater sense of like, you don't have to go through this grueling competition where people are going to like bad mouth you and just criticize you. Mm. Like, I don't know. Just pro tip everyone. If you got to criticize someone, you got to sandwich the criticism, say something nice, then say what you have to say, and then say something nice again. I guess so. Yeah, I think I've heard that before. Yeah. For example, I really appreciate that they try to find good singers in this show. On the other hand, this show is garbage, but I appreciate there was good singers. Sandwich. I mean, this is a sandwich. I don't. The two pieces of bread are the same. The compliments should be the same. (laughs) Okay, that wasn't a very good example of it. Um, But I I, I will say, because I I don't want to be all negative once again, that they... they, You could be negative. I said we were going to be negative. (laughs) they, They did manage to find some very talented people in this. Uh-huh. And, I, and I think that is something that's worth highlighting. And I, and part of that is that we only, or I primarily watch the audition side yeah. of this, which is where they're making fun of people. Um, and didn't get to the later part where they're actually showing, because like, yes, these are pe- people are, you know, incredibly talented. Let's see which one of them is going to get to the, um, you know, the top of the, the pyramid or whatever. Yeah. Um, so part of that, just like me not watching it all the way through, but I think, yeah, I think the world would be a darker place if Carrie Underwood was not singing, you know, the theme for Sunday Night Football. I guess so. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts there? I feel like I've just uh, gone on no, a rant the entire mean, time. Like, it's just, it's, I mean, just being a contestant on this is tough, but then even, you know, uh, I believe Justin Guarini said he still got a record deal, uh, but like eventually he lost it. He found out that he lost his record deal when they made a joke about it on Saturday Night Live. Oh, shoot. Yeah. And then, you know, he just, he went through some rough times. I, I, he is like doing stuff at least now. I mean, he's doing like these kind of really ridiculous commercials for Dr. Pepper. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a little sweet. A little sweet yeah a little sweet so uh at least he's he seems like he's having fun oh i forgot that was so good for him if anybody doesn't know a little sweet he's like you remember an ant-man and the wasp when paul rudd like shrinks down to like half size that's like what little mm. sweet is he just sings about dr pepper yeah but if it was like prince yeah if it was like prince doing all the like falsetto all the time yeah if prince was ant-man and loved dr pepper <laughs> exactly um but yeah i don't think i have much else to say about american idol i probably will never watch anything american idol related after this unless i like want to go watch that acapella performance otherwise yeah i'm I'm not gonna do anything american idol related yeah i think going back other than just kind of seeing like some of the the people you may have forgotten about and that you're like oh wow like th- they were really good i wonder what they're doing now or did they ever do anything after this i think that is maybe the only reason to go back otherwise you know i mean if you like 
the people who won or made it far, you could just listen to their albums. Like right. there's, there's not much else to get from this going back to it. Right. So Josh, thank you for joining me on this journey to the past. We went in our time machine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I know it wasn't the most pleasant. It was a little rocky. Yeah, but we, we knew that. And, uh, you know, you can always go back and edit out my swearing. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Just like they edit out the swearing in the show. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. So Aaron, I know you uh, have recently been working on some things for the site. So do you want to take an opportunity to talk about those? Uh, yeah. So I did uh, review an episode of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think uh, I had one that I also written. It's, I don't think it's up yet, but so just keep an eye out for that. And then I did review Top Gun Maverick. Yes. yes. Which... I apparently there's some divided opinions on the site. I don't know if you've seen any of Alex's tweets, but Alex is not a fan. I mean, it's a perfectly good, you know, summer movie. I mean, it's not as iconic as the original, but it never was going to be. There, there are some hot takes out there. I'm just saying. I haven't seen either, so I can't speak to it really. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else like in the, the pipeline? Not right now. Okay. Well, I mean, you can just that. listen to me on Twitter. You know, I, yeah. I watched a marriage story. So if you want to watch something that Ray Liotta was in before he passed, he has a small but memorable role in that. If you can get past how like yuppie it is with the like young urban professional couple, uh -huh. if you could get past that was really, it was like, you know, I don't like these people. They're like too, mm. I don't know. See, I must be thinking of a different movie because when you said that, I was thinking of the movie with Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver as a couple going through a divorce. It is. That's that movie. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ray Liotta plays the uh, the lawyer for Adam Driver, oh. and uh, and Laura Dorn plays Scarlett Johansson's uh, lawyer, and it's very obvious why she won Best Supporting Actress because she is phenomenal in that movie, and now you can see her in Jurassic Park. And, you know, a lot more dangerous, you know, than being a divorce lawyer. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, but okay. Yeah. So people should check out your, your tweets on that. And yeah. maybe not sure if I need to watch that movie. Yeah. But... I don't know if you would particularly care for it. <laughs> yeah. Not, not a, lot necessarily... of, a lot of raw emotion, not a, a necessarily happy time. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the clip of Adam Driver, like punching a wall. Yeah. He so, does. I mean, you know, perfect Kylo Ren energy there. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. And then if people want to find my stuff, um, they can find me on Twitter at Josh Cernecki. Um, I also am part of the uh, TV Break podcast featuring uh, Editor-in-Chief Bill and podcast editor Alex. Um, this past month, uh, we talked about Night Sky on Amazon um, which we all agreed was a lovely portrait of a couple in their twilight years and then boring sci-fi, uh, which is the opposite of what I would normally expect from myself like, to say. Good twilight years, bad twilight zone. <laughs> they, they should make that the slogan. That, that should just be like- <laughs> Oh, the slogan the is saying how bad it is. Yes. That should be in all the advertisements now. Yeah. Um, but no, but people should listen to our podcast. I like to think the podcast is more- uh, 
enjoyable in the show. And <laughs> then um, I can also tell people to look out for uh, my cash Peter column. So last month I wrote one on the uh, connections between WandaVision and Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. So right. if you are looking forward to Multiverse of Madness coming to Disney Plus later this month, that's something to, to go right. check out and read. Right. Are you Are you working on a new... I have a few ideas in mind. I'm still just kind of deciding which one I want to go for. So I hope to have another one released by the end of the month. Oh, cool. Yeah. But I know I've said that before. So maybe don't trust me completely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, so we did, you know, three podcasts in this one. So we kind of went through the the triathlon of podcasting. So we are very appreciative of everyone who listened to um, this podcast, as well as our two previous podcasts where we discussed Lilo and Stitch and Hercules. If you haven't listened to those already, please go check those out. Um, Yeah. And make sure to join us next month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So Aaron, thank you again for your time. Mm -hmm. Always happy to be here with you and everyone. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember from Justin to Kelly is still a movie. (laughs) 